Undercover Heroes Podcast. Welcome to a new episode of Undercover Heroes. So welcome everyone to Undercover Heroes. This is our podcast. Here you have the unique opportunity to meet people that are doing things differently, that are challenging the status quo. This is the idea. You will get to know them. You will get to hear their stories. And this is why we are here. I'm, I'm Aris, but I'm not alone. I'm with my I'm friend. Amelie, hi. How are you doing? doing? Good, and you? Good, good. I'm very excited because we have a different episode today. And I think it's going to be nice. We will talk about sustainability and art. So uh, maybe you can help us introduce our guest today. Yes, and she is an artist and founder and designer of Noah by Noah. And she's the co-founder and former art director of COFW, which is Conscious Fashion Week. Um, and she's from Denmark. Yes. And now let's introduce her, Lot Winter. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Our today's hero. Thank you for being here. Thanks. Yeah. How well, are you? I'm excited about this. This is really exciting. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Yay! So let's dive into our first question, matching mm -hmm. our... Bold question. Yeah, bold question. What do you do to save the world? I will say that I uh, light up the dark places, or at least that's what I'm trying to do. So, and by that I mean um, I help people transform and transform ideas. In short, yeah. Yeah! Mm -hmm. So, um, part of your work or your main work now, it's uh, Noah by Noah, right? It's a... Uh, it's um, actually your my company, main, the one you found. Yeah, my main work now is visual art. And then I also have Noah by Noah with my partner. Uh -huh. So, yeah, I have um, one foot in the art world and one in the fashion design world. Oh, that's nice. Yes. And specifically, what is Noah by Noah? So Noah by Noah is a Danish luxury fashion brand, uh, upcycling waste materials and products into beautiful fashion. So we, we can't deny that uh, people love beautiful things. And since there are always going to be consumers in fashion, we might as well try and make it as conscious and sustainable as possible while, mm. of course, meeting the fashion demands. Yeah. Um, what kind of materials do you use? We use uh, mainly upcycled leather, so that means waste leather from the food industry. Ooh. So when uh, animals are being used as meat, they, um, they take away the skin and then we take the skin and instead of like burning it or whatever, throwing it out, We color it, we uh, treat it, take care of it um, in the most sustainable ways yes. that we can, of course, but it's not complete, like, but I think I'll talk about that later, but yes. we'll talk, um, sorry, like it, we will color it, we'll treat it and um, then design it into these handbags. So leather, upcycled leather is one material. And then we have started using Pinatex as well, which is a material from waste in pineapples. So the leaves from the pineapple that you would like you would eat the pineapple and the leaves would go to waste. You take out the fibers mm. and treat them and compress them so they have a leathery uh, surface 
and also it's very um like the um, the way it's like when, when you use it like it, it won't wear up like it has the same quality kind of as leather um so yeah we use plants and upcycle leather and otherwise though those materials would be like uh, considered as waste yeah they would yeah so you found this like uh... the pineapple actually the, the pineapple uh, material is um it's it's being fabricated in indonesia mm -hmm. and i believe the Pinatex, which is a company uh, has the majority of it and um, I can recommend going in and reading on it um, on Pinatek's own media, but um, it was this founder, um, I, th I believe she came from Europe, she went to Indonesia and she saw that there's all this waste and also that there were a lot of, um, like, people needed work, like, um, she saw an opportunity to create workplaces and in a sustainable way so she started experimenting with these fibers and now she is employing a bunch of people and it's like it's become this really big beautiful thing and it keeps evolving like new techniques are being discovered new uh, color methods because that mm. should be sustainable as well mm -hmm. that's good for the for the local community as well as their finance of course yeah so so we collaborate with them and um, other brands make uh, vegan shoes, uh, vegan clothing. Um, I believe you can buy almost everything now. Wow. So that's, yeah, that's just a choice we made yeah. because we want to provide vegan bags as well. Um, and the leather is from cows in European, so it's more local. And it's a Danish company that that are doing the whole manufacturing part of the skin itself because they know all the methods, they yes. know all the mm -hmm. ways of treating the yeah. skin properly so it can last for a long time, which is also important for us. And yeah, then we, we take this leather. The funny thing about the leather is that there is only so much of it. So there's always a limit to how oh. much we oh, can okay. make. And I think that kind of plays into our concept that, sh that that you should make a considered choice before buying fashion. Yes. And also that you might have to wait sometimes and that's okay. Like, mm. um, yeah, cause it's only leftovers. And I I guess it's it's both a pro and a con. Like to me, it's, it's definitely a good thing that we learn to adjust our consumption a bit more. Yeah. Um, but to some people that just want more and more and more, yeah. like the fashion industry yeah. is, it's like, uh, it can be annoying to yeah. have to wait sometimes, I guess. Yeah, I've been following your brand for a while and I remember that a while ago you had the sub subscri sorry, subscription <laughs> method where yeah. you actually, I don't know, you uh, order back and keep it for a month and then you send it back and get another bag. So you always have a different variety of bags to choose from and use. Mm -hmm. So to limit the amount of bags one person owns. Yeah, 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 we did that. And actually uh, more fashion brands are doing it. We, we're not doing it right now yes. because 
I believe uh, not everyone is ready to yes. share fashion. <laughs> yes. mm. And it's, I know it's very popular among baby clothing because the babies are growing up so fast. Mm -hmm. So it's a big money saver for the parents that they will get uh, something new each month or each quarter. And we tried to do it with the bags and we had some really happy customers. Um, the positive thing about it was that we could always make sure that the bags were properly clean. Mm -hmm. um, if they had any damage or anything, we could fix it. So we could actually make the life of the bag uh, last longer. Mm. Um, because that's usually what we see in the fashion in general. Like you get something, you love it for a while, something happens or it goes oh. out of style or something or it breaks and then you just throw it out. Mm. Yeah. Um, people don't really want to fix things themselves anymore. You don't really go to tailor anymore. You just throw it out because it's so cheap and mm -hmm. you can just get something new. So um, we have put a lot of weight on our communication with, with our brand and to educate people on how to clean their products properly. And of course, with that solution that we haven't killed it's <laughs> resting now but we need to find a way to make people more interested in this this thing as well because um there's plenty of stuff to share mm. like that's what we believe there's plenty of stuff yes. to share and and i guess people just still feel like they have to own yeah they yeah. want to have this ownership kind of feeling whereas um yeah, we just want to provide this wardrobe yes. beginning with bags um, and then take care of the boring part yeah. of cleaning. And, yeah. Can you imagine collabor collaborating, oh gosh, <laughs> collaborating <laughs> with um, other sustainable brands? So you have a larger platform and more people have a large variety to choose from. I could imagine, yeah, I could definitely imagine much more collaboration in general and mm. in that way as well. Um, I think the biggest obstacle right now is, and that's that's usually something that happens for designers, is like you can really see the benefits of these ideas now. Mm -hmm. But the consumers might not be ready for another 10 or 15 years. Ah, uh, yes. So... Um, I think it's about being patient and like kind of like as a as a collective uh, of fashion like mm -hmm. smaller fashion brands um, push toward this idea, mm -hmm. um, but also be patient and like kind of find solutions that could go along the way until people are really ready for this sharing economy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've mentioned, or we have all mentioned today, sustainability quite often. And for clarification purposes, how do you understand sustainability? Um, it comes in different phases. Mm -hmm. uh, to me personally, the most important aspect of sustainability is human sustainability. If you, have, if you build great people, those people build great long-lasting things mm. and then of course there's our environment yes. um, considering our environment considering uh, the animals um, this the smaller well I'm lacking a word here uh, you know not community communities but uh, 
the smaller systems that yes. we don't participate yeah. in as human beings. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so the animal world, the natural world, um, being as neutral in our footstep as possible. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, and that's the biggest obstacle, I think, there is the financial aspect. Mm. Um, so that goes into, I would say, um, how organizations work, how they build long-lasting companies that can consider the world mm -hmm. as well as the people and the company, of course, because you, you can't die with the company in the meantime of doing this. So you, you still need to have profits. You still need to have pro profit, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, like there are subcategories to everything, but I think these are the major ones. Um, that we need to consider. Yeah. So yeah, and and the reason I believe that human sustainability is the most important thing yes. is because like it all like and we've said this in Nor by Nor all the time, and my partner Jeanette says it all the time. It starts with me. Mm -hmm. So if I'm good, it's way easier for me to be good with the world around me. If I stay informed, it's way easier for me to spread the message. If I start practicing these values myself, if I first find the values. Mm -hmm that when it all comes down to it we we often have the same like i've not met people where we disagree on the core values mm -hmm. um so yeah when when everything is more or less in order we're, we're yeah. human beings are always a work of process yeah. but but when when we're in balance it's so much easier to apply that to other areas of life and know the reason why, because with ourselves, we also connect with our purpose here. Mm -hmm. And and then it's easier to see the reason why we need profit or the reason why we need to be mm -hmm. good in a uh, good colleagues yes. or um, good with the good with supporting local businesses, good with taking care of the nature, mm -hmm. cleaning up after ourselves. Um, it's it's much easier when we have found our own why to yes. see the why outside of us. Oh, that's a very important message. I feel like that. Yeah, <laughs> very nicely put, I must say. Thank you. <laughs> the number of sustainable companies is growing and it's getting harder and harder to distinguish of people with a real purpose and a real sense. Like, I really want to found a sustainable company or brand and others that are moving with the trend and which you kind of are skeptical about, oh, is it greenwashing? And how do you deal with that kind of uh, skepticism or critics of greenwashing? Um, hold people accountable. <laughs> always, always do that. Or ask questions. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I really have an, like, as a consumer, mm -hmm. but um, I really have uh, an urge to judge anyone. Mm -hmm. I just want to know why. I want to have an open conversation, and and I personally prefer um, brands that are like, or like just people that are like, yeah, we're sustainable in this and this and this, in those ways. Because mm -hmm. sustainability is is not one mark you can put no, on something. No. So like, we believe we're sustainable yeah. in one, two, and three, but mm -hmm. in five, six, seven. We're still working on it. Mm -hmm. We aren't there yet, um, and are just really transparent about yeah. it. Mm. I love um, the shoe brand Veya. Mm -hmm. I think it's pronounced 
don't know. But they have a wonderful website and they have a wonderful story. And on their website, you can go in and check their mistakes. So they will announce, for example, like it's all um, organic mm -hmm. and not polluted. And, and But I read one day, I read on their page, just so you know, if you bought these kind of shoes from this time, they have been affected by some pollution or something. Oh. And we had to make a, a choice to, to shut down the whole production or support this local farmer mm -hmm. that we had to help with these toxins. Like mm. it was some kind of toxins. Um, and we chose to to take the toxins because that would help uh, the fields grow and he would be fine for you like this farm. Oh. so you're like okay that's fine right? i mean yeah. that yeah. makes sense and you're still working toward perfection mm -hmm. but you know it can't always be like this no. so i think it's really important to be authentic um Jeanette and i have tried to be that well if we didn't it's because we forgot I, I don't know like we've always been very uh honest about like mm our leather and the peanut is our best asset and the way we produce it yeah. with the slow fashion mindset you want it if you if you want it please want it for for 10 plus years mm -hmm. uh, we've designed it to fit throughout all the quick trends um but also like we haven't found the sustainable zippers yet oh, we okay, haven't yeah. found the sustainable blah 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 yet mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but uh, we're still looking for it. And yeah. once we find it, we will apply it. That's nice. Yeah, yeah so I think... Um, yeah, I think it's just important to, to, to do that. And I think... Um, oh, there have been just a ton of shitstorms in the media. about <laughs> Like, uh, I remember Volkswagen had a greenwashing... Oh, yeah. Big greenwashing thing. Um, some people are thinking the same of... H&M and they have been greenwashing a little bit mm -hmm. I would say um, because the normal consumer who is not reading up on everything mm. is not necessarily informed about what's sustainable fashion and what's not because sustainable is just like a really used word now yeah. so so most people will go to H&M and see conscious collection okay this is sustainable mm -hmm. But what about the rest of the company? Yeah, because they are a fast fashion company in the end yeah. of the day. Exactly. <laughs> Despite of them investing in projects. Yeah. Yeah, sustainable projects, but they're still contributing. Yeah, very mm. much. Yeah. And and I think um I would just I think a lot of people would really I know I would really appreciate if they just come out and say, We know this. Like we're mm. aware of the problem. We take one collection at a time. Mm. Or um yeah, I don't know, promote other ideas. Like they have this thing where you can go in with an old piece of clothes. And get a 10% discount. I don't know if I agree with the discount. <laughs> but <laughs> it makes you buy more. When you were working for the Conscious Fashion Week, I guess you also work with brands. Yeah. And how did you choose that those brands are eligible for your concept? We, uh, it's, uh, it's been a while, but I don't think we had, I think we have, we maybe have written down some specific criteria, mm -hmm. but since it was our first um, event, mm -hmm. we just uh, we just looked through everything. Like we really took time to read up on each brand okay. and decide mm -hmm. before inviting them. Um, and then 
the 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 first event was actually or the first fashion week was actually an invitation to everybody mm-hmm. that wanted to be a part of this um the activists the investors the fashion brands even the models like anyone mm-hmm. who wanted to help create a better more sustainable fashion mm-hmm. industry to come and talk and like we had an open discussion about like what kind of criteria mm-hmm. should there be and um Yeah, but 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 definitely we were looking into production. Mm-hmm. We we're looking into uh, the trends because mm-hmm. in fa- the fashion world, the trends change constantly, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's not very sustainable Mm-mm. because you have to. Uh, I think the, the Danish bestseller has a new collection every two months oh, yeah. or six yeah. weeks or something. So like you you can't be sustainable mm-hmm. in that way. So we we're looking into like is this lasting uh, aesthetically as well. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's then challenging, <laughs> like <laughs> thinking, much. putting yourself in the future, thinking it's going to be a trend. But but then again, actually, it's it's not that I I, I don't think it's that hard because because you you can look back at the last decade mm-hmm. and look like what lasted the whole time. Oh, okay. Actually, like mm. what would I like? What from the the twenties, thirties, forties would I mm-hmm. wear today as well? So they there are some similarities, and um, yeah, yeah, that's that's one thing. And then we, then we uh, looked at the business models as well. Mm. Yeah. And when you were talking before about greenwashing, uh, do you think that in fashion there are, there is a lot of greenwashing or or not? I think there is a lot of unintended greenwashing um, because. Over the past five to ten years, um, there's been high demand on sustainable fashion and a lot of pressure on the fast fashion brands to become sustainable. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, they were just having all these meetings about like, how, what can we do that can make this sustainable? <laughs> yeah, and just throw in a more sustainable collection. Yeah, exactly. And then adding a tab. Ooh, sustainability. Here we yeah. care. Yeah. Yeah, or even just. Um, You know the paper thing with the size on it, mm-hmm. like recycled paper. Well, <laughs> what about the pens? <laughs> I mean, yeah. like it's just like any like anything they could come up yeah. with, and it was just like it was created under so much pressure mm-hmm. and fear of like losing to the like to the competition. I yeah. guess. So so there is I I don't think it's intended mm-hmm. for the most part, but I think. There is a big gap in in the communication to the customer um, mm. because yeah. still uh, textiles are the fourth large contributor to resource use and greenhouse gas emissions, mm-hmm. which I cited from Eilig in two thousand nineteen. Yeah, yeah. and it's also it's hard even for so so like because of the circles that I've been in for the past years I know both the scientists Mm -hmm. um, that are doing studies on fashion and the people that are working with the fibers Mm -hmm. the designers the the production everything and and even for for like among us like in these closed circles Mm -hmm. We don't know what's the most sustainable thing ever. I, mm. I remember, and I think it's like the best and the worst thing I've ever heard in this <laughs> topic is that 
the most sustainable thing you can do is like not buy clothes. Exactly. Yeah. Like just stay <laughs> away from it. Don't yeah. wear anything because yeah. it's so hard. Because um, um, I think I think it's my own conclusion is to make well-informed choices. Yes. Always be considerate. Mm. Um, make effort in like studying the brains mm -hmm. or like studying the production and ask them questions hold them accountable because there is a lot of responsibility mm -hmm. on the brains part i i know that but they are just fitting our demands and like exactly. especially after after the social media everything is on demand mm -hmm. like netflix everything should be here right now my food my mm -hmm. groceries whatever Uh, you can you get everything brought like within two days and mm -hmm. if it's more than that it's just too slow so like they are just fitting to our yeah. behavior to our, yeah. our needs um, as long as we have them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Addis and I were also doing a project uh, last summer about textile recycling in Sweden mm -hmm. and also one of our key findings was what you also said is buy less or yeah. don't buy yeah. and also the other thing was uh, consider the circular uh, economy so what you also said quality is key so it lasts forever and then if the cycle ends upcycle recycle so yeah. keep in mind that it doesn't get thrown away but you do something with it afterwards yeah mm. yeah definitely And I think this is just something that we should practice more because we, we definitely preach it. Um, but of course, uh, there is a lot of responsibility lying on the companies. Mm -hmm. I don't think, I think we should, um, like if, if we really want to actively support uh, sustainable fashion, look out for the smaller brands. Mm -hmm. um, they are not as fear driven as the big ones. Mm -hmm. And they come in with a lot of purpose. And the why. And the why. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And and the big brands have to, I guess, have to think about survival and profit mm -hmm. all the time. And it's really hard to sit down with them and be like, if you just apply this model mm -hmm. to your business, I know you will not have any profit. Like, maybe you will lose something for the next 10 years. But after that, it's just going to go up. Mm -hmm. Like, because you can apply all these things, but like a big company, it, it just takes more energy mm -hmm. to change yeah. the whole thing. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're right. It's it's uh, it's bias, <laughs> definitely bias, and that's also what I have in mind um, when I shop just for myself. Mm -hmm. That. Like, am I really gonna wear that? Like, really consider it. Am mm -hmm. I gonna wear it? Like, can I see it on myself or maybe someone close to me, like someone else close to me, in ten years? I can. Can I style it with mm -hmm. this or this? Yeah. Like, um, and there is a lot of things where you can do that with. Yeah. Like, there is a lot, and it can be. It might be very simple. It might be a bit boring some of the <laughs> pieces, but like. You can layer up, you can add these old things mm -hmm. that are just taking, like, I don't know, old boots that are taking all the attention. But then it's like there are so many ways to do it. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember that the, there was like uh, this idea maybe from experts and some companies that 
technology might be the solution at some point and they were relying in a way that technology will help us like i think this is also related to some climate change discussions mm-hmm. about technology is going to at some point come and save everything and i think this is also that you you could find in textile industry this idea as well like mm-hmm. we will find some technology and then we will start recycling or taking mm-hmm. everything and producing uh, sustain, sustainable uh, textiles all mm-hmm. the time but it's not happening all the time i mean or you you don't have like the perfect process yet so yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i hope that's true <laughs> i'm an optimistic when yeah. it comes to that I re- i'm really waiting for it to and i know that there are a lot of people on the case mm-hmm. and then um And then also, like, all the time there are new inventions mm-hmm. within fabrics. Mm-hmm. Um, I told Emily the other day about a girl I know who has a brand called Solve. She's from Malmö. Um, well, originally Romania, but she has designed this piece that you can get for, like, 220 euros or something. Mm-hmm. And depending on how you put the buttons different places, mm-hmm. you can actually have... 10 different pieces of clothes like you can make oh. it into a pant or like a dress or whatever and when you're done with it because of the material i think it's called bio biomimicry i think that's the word <laughs> um she spent years like growing these things in wow. her small little yard <laughs> yeah. and like experimenting with it but but now she came up with this piece and when you're done with it you can just put it to the ground and it will just you know dissolve solve yeah. yeah that would be great <laughs> yeah it's pretty amazing yeah. yeah okay with that note um it's time for emoji moment i would yes. say yeah yeah <laughs> yes, yes, okay <laughs> yeah so these are the emojis we have they are three so uh it's like uh funny and with camera mm-hmm. yeah yes <laughs> the classical emojis this is like happy Uh-huh. Oh, this is what we interpret from this one, <laughs> and this is sad. Okay. So, we would like to ask you or to relate to something, an experience, an idea, um, something in the news, something in the industry, something from your life that you would relate to those uh, yeah. feelings and emojis. In one to two sentences. Yeah, you can start with any of them. So. Yeah. I think I will take the funny one. So this one. Yeah, I love that emoji. And... Um, I think it relates to how humorous it is that we have all the answers to get going, yet we just don't do anything. <laughs> so human. And then, well, also the, the crying of happiness, because I think this is like an attitude, like happiness is an attitude, mm-hmm. or like joy should be an attitude to apply when we solve problems. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I want to stay optimistic and sad <laughs> no you want you don't want i mean should you I don't need to say as well or should i t- say something about each no 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 i okay. mean you can choose yeah i you don't want choose. to be sad today i want to be happy okay perfectly fine yeah. so um yeah we talked about this before so uh Yeah, I would like to ask you about what what's coming next uh, with your project. So, what are you into, and what's coming for you and your projects? Yeah, so I always have a lot on the plate. Um, the past couple of years, and with the whole COVID uh, putting us all to 
reflection and <laughs> uh, growth, I would say, um, has brought me to just focus on my art. Uh, so I'm a visual artist. It's so new to me, and I want to admit I have not practiced all the sustainable methods to creating that, but um, I'm going for it. So so like that's that's my main thing. But I uh, I will I don't think I will ever leave the the world of design mm -hmm. in any way. I think design is an amazing uh, asset to like when we face problems globally and individually. Um, so I frequently help other startups um, help with um, new concepts and like how how to go about it because of the experience oh. I've had. Um, I love passing it on, but I just like my teachers had with me, I, I started with the person mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. behind the idea and like to see how it fits. Or like if it doesn't fit yet, like like you know to help with like building up this person mm -hmm. and like kind of I don't want to say coaching, but like you get what I mean, yes. like kind of help them into it mm -hmm. because I really believe that any idea is an idea because like it's here because the world is ready for it, and um, and then it's just it's just about producing the right yeah. person yeah. or like helping the person. Yeah. Uh, grow with the idea and mm -hmm. go for it. So um, that has led me to become a counselor and to um, help people away with their blocks. Because usually what, what's holding us back, as mentioned with the big companies, is fear. Mm -hmm. And once we overcome this fear, and it kind of goes in spiral, like, I, f I frequently meet my own fears, but like once you overcome it and like, or like get through it, you can really do anything. And I think that's amazing and that's kind of magical. So I do it with uh, other artists actually, but also designers or just like random people mm -hmm. who just got a good idea. Yeah. I mean, I love it and I love helping with it. And sometimes it goes like beyond my beliefs. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it doesn't, but I think it's really worth investing in and investing time in. So, yeah, and I think it's um, amazing when we have something to contribute with, oh. something that, like, is my gift, mm -hmm. could be of help for you, yeah. and your gifts could be of help for me, mm -hmm. and, and, and that also adds some speed to it, mm -hmm. especially when we're, like, we saw it with the COVID, like, how quickly... Mm -hmm. All the countries were acting because we're facing all this mm -hmm. together so yeah yeah we actually talked with our first interviewee um anke fischer about the COVID and how it can relate to climate change um mm -hmm. so if you haven't heard that episode yet <laughs> you can go <laughs> yes, and check out the first uh, episode um because she was also saying that she had hoped that you could see that governments are actually um they can uh, make change happen yeah. or um can act quickly however it's not always well perceived by uh, the um by people by people yeah. in general because they would like to make their own choices mm. so it's kind of a double-ended sword in some ways um 
uh, because you contribute helping other people and also contribute to a better world. <laughs> and then you've also mentioned like obstacles and barriers such as finance being one, time, fear, motivation. Have you come across other obstacles and barriers and maybe even some to have a positive side on it, some help aid? Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Um, I have often, but I mentioned <laughs> that I've often come across where people are just not ready for it. Okay, yes. Not ready like consumers. It. Yeah. Mm. Um, but actually also in art pieces. I think that's funny. Like something I made half a year ago now, people mm. are ready to see it. Or like, like when it's evolving mm -hmm. fast, for example. I, but I think this is a designer's thing. Like... And it's like a common joke in the design school, like, okay, I'm making this now in two years, my friends will like it. Like, <laughs> um, oh. Because you're always, like, you're always ahead, mm -hmm. like, in your mind, you're always out in the imaginary. Mm -hmm. And then you make something of that, and people are like, whoa, uh, we're not ready for this. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, side note. So you have um, to deal with people <laughs> rejecting your ideas and then saying, okay, let's wait. <laughs> At some point, yeah. they will love it. Yeah, yeah. Half the time. That's say. tough. Half the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's funny. Other obstacles. I think it all all comes down to fear mm -hmm. most mm. of the time. I think my biggest obstacles have been those within myself. Mm. Um, I had something else, but it slipped my mind. I might come back. <laughs> 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 don't know. Who would ever be a mystery? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, so sadly, we've almost reached the end of the interview. So I have I a question, oh, though. Okay. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Because you were saying, or I don't know if it's, there is a separation for you between art and design, because before we were talking, and maybe design is part of art, or it's a kind of art, or it's considered. Like I think art. this is the endless discussion. Uh -huh. um, yeah, I consider myself both things, and um, and I've met designers who are like, nope, I don't want to be an artist, and then they All go right, out yeah. and do these crazy things. And I'm like, <laughs> but you're an artist. Like, look yeah. at how messy you are with this, and like you're just mm. in the creation mode. Mm. And then other times, artists that like are stepping away from the a design box, mm -hmm. but I think. Like, in short, I would say an artist is a creator. And then it's, like, it's different what medium you're using. Like, if you sing, if you dance, mm -hmm. if you paint, if you make clothes. Mm -hmm. um, and a designer is someone who finds solutions to, th mm -hmm. to things. And, um, which was confusing for me be before I started studying design. I, I thought it was, like, something about mm -hmm. making something beautiful. Yeah. But it's it's really about solution and... And sometimes I'm, I'm in the middle of a painting or something mm -hmm. and I need a solution. Mm -hmm. Like I need to close up this artistic process. Like I cannot, the, the painting is so rich now. Like mm -hmm. I cannot keep exploring on this canvas because yes. it will be too much for the viewer and mm -hmm. even for myself. So I need to design a solution. I need to mm -hmm. finish up like this or whatever. Oh, interesting. But also in other ways, and I, I think they really go well hand in hand, but I'm sure that you will meet a lot of people who have whole other ideas um, 
who maybe think it's, I, I met one of those ones that think it's cheating <laughs> when you're like, when you've explored the statistic mm. process and you're making this great thing. And then I, I came in from this, like I saw the thing that she created and I was like, if you do, like, if you just make this angle, like that would, that might solve your problem. Mm -hmm. Like that might be sellable. Even. Yeah. Um, and she couldn't bear it. Like <laughs> she felt like it would uh, kill the art in it or something uh. like that. I think it's just, yeah. I could go on. I think yeah, it's an endless. So many opinions. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Sorry for interrupting. No, oh, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> so now the final questions. Um, so if you have any tips, recommendations, or inspirations for our listeners, um, what they can take away. I think in general it has been very inspiring messages you have said, but one thing you can think of. I can think of a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I saw this really great post on Instagram the other day saying, uh, find your gift and then share your gift. That is your purpose. Mm. And it was such a cliche, and I, and, but I really liked it. Mm -hmm. I really liked it. Um, I think the most important thing, if, if you're listening and you haven't done it yet, like <laughs> find what your gift is, what you're passionate about, what makes you uh, like just run out of mm -hmm. bed every morning and figure out a way to like integrate it into your life so you can share more of it because mm -hmm. people will be happy to get it. Um, and, um, and I think like anything that is like created from within, like anything that comes from the heart mm -hmm. and then outward is, is sustainable like completely sustainable because mm -hmm. it's pure whereas you know like the opposite would be um okay this is the demand of the world i will adjust myself to mm -hmm. it um that's not sustainable for yourself no. like you're gonna burn out eventually and i think a lot of people have tried that like i think everyone has to try that in their life yeah. <laughs> just to realize at some point like okay it starts from within mm -hmm. actually yeah oh interesting yeah. Nicely said. Thank you. Um, we would like to thank you for your yeah. time and your input. Yeah. Maybe you. you can you could mention something that if people want to follow you, uh, oh yes. yeah, or get in contact with you. Absolutely. Um, yeah. If anyone wants to follow me, I'm on, I'm very active on Instagram uh, on the handle Ludwinter Studio. We'll link it down below. Thank you. And <laughs> yeah, sure. And if anyone has an idea or want to like grow their idea in any way, I always, always want to help. I want to always want to pitch in with what I have. So, yeah. Oh, nice. Great. Thank you. Thank you for being here for this conversation. And yeah, we will take all all your recommendations. And I think it has been a great discussion and yes. conversation. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. So do I. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, okay. so stay tuned. Have a nice week. Hey, doll. Bye bye. Oh, that was a fail. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to Undercover Heroes, a podcast supported by Mr. Environmental Communication and the Division of Environmental Communication at SLU.